What's your immediate reaction to that? Well, uh, my immediate reaction is this is a, a shocking betrayal of the public trust in Ontario. They had no mandate to hack and slash at our excellent publicly funded education system. Um, they're talking about a reduction of, of one in five, over one in five uh, high school teachers in this province. Um, they're talking about the, the uh, you know, the, the certain elimination of any sort of specialty program talking about massive increases in class size is, there, is what they want to accomplish, although we have no uh, intent to let them do so. Uh, so it's, it is, it is, it's truly shocking that they would proceed in this fashion, having claimed that they were going to find efficiencies and cut the fat. Um, what they're doing is, is cutting to the bone of public education. Uh, Harvey, I want to play a little clip uh, from her press conference. This is Lisa Thompson specifically talking about the changes to high school class sizes. And I'll, if, if we'll listen to it and then you can, you can offer a reaction to, to that specifics, what she says. More mature students in high school would see the most change, with class sizes increasing to 28. This proposal is evidence-based, and it's also important to note Ontario at this time has an extremely low teacher-to-pupil ratio in the high school system. So she's citing evidence there, and she's also saying that that Ontario has a low existing ratio. So, so um, I mean, there are so many things to respond to um, in that in that remark. It does not mean that class sizes would go to 28. First of all, it means the average class size would go to 28. So, if you're going to run any sort of specialty program, including, you know, a senior physics class at a kid that needs to get into a university science program, um, those te- don't tend to have a high enrollment. So, what are you going to have? A class of 40 or 50 to offset that lower number? Um, the evidence base, I've seen none of it. I'm well, well acquainted with the evidence on uh, the efficacy of lower class sizes in terms of uh, quality education. And so uh, the minister is, is I, I can't imagine what she's referring to, but I completely disagree with her. There's, there's no quality evidence to support that claim. Um, so, so, I mean, I, I just I can't begin to imagine what she's talking about. So now with a change like this that she's announced, uh, you you were saying before that this like seems to be like a one fifth or more than one fifth reduction in the number of teachers. It's uh, most of us uh, out here in the general public don't don't have uh, the, you know the sophisticated understanding of how these ratios work and what and how that trickles down. But is that true that this would be like a twenty percent reduction in the number of teachers? Is that is that what you're saying? Slightly over 20% by our calculations. Um, so, yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, and and my understanding from, from some of the early reading I do is that is that you've got provisions about class size in the collective agreement already. Indeed, we have provisions in local collective agreements. What they've done is change the generation, so the number of teachers who will be that a board will be funded to hire by virtue of changing this regulation, this, this ratio regulation. Um, so what it means is they've dumped the problem onto school boards and they've created uh, a circumstance in which there will be impasse at local bargaining tables because the boards will, will face a reduction in staff and we're not giving up 
on class size protections that have improved the quality of education in Ontario and that we've fought for for decades. So um, to the extent that there is, and, and it will be a large extent, the extent that there is discord in the, in the Ontario education system as we attempt to renew collective agreements, that lies entirely at the feet of the government. So now you said right at the beginning when you and I first started talking, Harvey, and, and just now you're talking a bit about collective agreements, but you said you don't intend to sort of uh, take this line down, to just allow this change to go through. Uh, what are the steps you take to try and oppose it? Well, look, I'm, I'm not in a position to get into details of strategy at the moment for a variety of reasons. Um, a, it's strategy, of course, and, right. B, um, and B, you know, the announcement came out hours ago, and of course, we had no, no inkling and no heads up that they were going in this devastating direction. Um, so, what I can tell you is that this government has declared war on quality education in Ontario, and our response will be commensurate. All right. Um, can you, uh, I, I know, it, as I said, I have three children in school. They aren't in high school yet, but I have three children in school. And I, I know lots of listeners out there have children in school. And it's hard because, you know, when we remember our school days, maybe we had very small classes in grade eight. I was one of 12 students in my tiny school. Uh, and maybe in, we were in some bigger classes. Uh, what, what does the experience of teachers and students, what does the research show about, about like, how big of a change is it for students Actually, like how important is class size on the student experience? You know, the, the, the research is clear and, um, and it's, you know, it's supported, it's supported by one's own in, intuition. If you think about a class in which there are 20 students as opposed to 40, that's twice as much time for the individual attention of the teacher and any other uh, adults that may be in that room supporting the, uh, uh, the education environment there, um, and and the idea that students can thrive in the same way on half of the attention just it doesn't stand up to either scrutiny or to common sense. All right, and um, and it, I imagine as well that in addition to the specifics of any given class and the difficulties of teaching to a larger class, the difficulties of the less attention that a student gets, that if you're talking about the end result of this being a one-fifth or more reduction in the number of teachers employed at a school, that that has trickle-down effects on extracurriculars, on supervision things, on just the functioning of the school? Well, absolutely. Imagine right now that, you know, if you, you have, uh, uh, you know, a particular number of teachers in a high school who are providing the vast array of extracurriculars on a voluntary basis, um, that you're now going to you're now going to take 20% of those out. So a, a whole lot of the voluntary programs that are currently provided just aren't going to exist anymore. Um, you know the, the the sort of individual specialties that teachers bring because because one you know one wants to be and has the background to be the chess coach and the other uh, is you know can produce a drama production and and another one can coach a hockey team. Well there is inevitably going to be a significant reduction in, in what's on offer.